0: back this week with Cover Zero. How are you guys?
1: Pretty good. Doing Doing good.
0: Good. So, um, given the status of current events in this country, I did want to start off with some um, thoughts about what is going on currently in our country, Um, and I will get started. So, First and foremost, my heart goes out to George Floyd's family. Uh, This obviously hits home for me. And to have, to see what went on, to see the plethora of responses, um, both positive and negative, given these circumstances, is, I think, tough for everyone in this country. Um, I'd like to say that I have had some hopeful and positive conversations. I have had a lot of friends that I didn't know would reach out, reach out um, and state their support. I do appreciate that. I think the status of everything at this point is very, I, 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 it's almost, it's almost that you're at a loss for words because if this was the first time that something like this happened, I think maybe not that you could make more sense of it, but I, I I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know. It hurts just as much as the first time I heard a story like this. It, it's not, it's not getting any easier and I don't, I don't know. What do you guys have? I'm, I'm.
2: Yeah. My, um, my, my prayers go out to, uh, George, George, uh, Floyd's family. You know, uh, I'm just tired of seeing it, you know, it, it pisses me off every time I go online and I just see, you know, another black man being killed, you know, by a policeman. So, you know, uh, I feel like as far as what's going on, I feel, you know, I feel bad for the small businesses that's, you know, suffering from it or any business. But I feel like it's necessary. You know what I'm saying? I I feel like people could kind of take it how they how they want to take it. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like we're trying to get the justice system's attention. And, you know, this has been going on for way too long. And, you know, things happen like this and there's no justice. You know, and it's right. different now because you don't just see African-Americans protesting or, you know, looting. You see Hispanics joining them. You see, you know, white people are joining them. You see, you know, you're seeing all different type of races, you know, kind of showing their frustration. Now, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. There's some people out there that's really, you know, doing it just to just to do it. You know, and I'm not I'm not speaking for them. I'm speaking for the ones that's really showing frustration, you know. And um trying to trying to get their you know trying to you know trying to trying to reach out, you know, and um I just I feel like you know I'm not gonna stay too long on it, but I just I feel like it's it's necessary, you know, I feel bad for some of the businesses and whatnot, you know, but i I feel like when change come when they start really locking up like we're gonna see what's gonna happen with this policeman. You know, we're going to see if he really gets some real time or if he's just, you know, going to do a year and then, you know, be out in six months or whatever it is or be on paid leave, or whatever it is. We're going to see what's going to happen. I think that's that's going to be, you know, important. So Huge. We're going to see.
3: Yeah, we just, you know, Josiah, you've read great points. Just, we're just tired of seeing it. Like, you know, I'm on Twitter a lot. It's still like every time. I'm scrolling on Twitter. It's just a new video of a policeman killing a black man. And it's just, you just get tired of seeing You just get so furious inside. It's just like, when is it going to stop?
1: Mm-hmm. And,
3: and I had a great conversation with my mom. My mom's from Alabama. And so and she's 67 years old. So she dealt with, she walked with Martin Luther King. So she dealt with all that stuff before. And she brought up a great point. She said, just think about what what it was like before. All these fo- cell phones have the camera, so so people can record
0: exactly. Them.
3: So then now that you know now that all these phones have you know the cell phones to to, to record, it's just like man, so it's like we're recording it and putting it out there, showing the world what they're doing to us, and it's it's still no change. So change change gotta happen. It, it's just got to. It's it's not right what what's what's going on in this world, what's going on in the, in the United States. So hopefully you know. They finally see us. They finally hear what we're saying, because I mean, the evidence is there. It's not like we we're lying. The evidence is clearly right. there. So hopefully, we can just, you know, with our prayers, just, just get get past this. Everybody can learn from me. We this this racism. It really, it, it has to stop.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, indeed. I've the one thing that I've noticed with this one, like we've all said, we're to the point now where if you sit down, you can't name off all of the names because unfortunately there's so many right there's just been so many there's been too many to keep count and keep track of memorizing your head and that's the
0: too many that's
1: the the, that's the toughest part of it and the response isn't just george floyd or Arbery or anyone else it's basically like he was the straw that broke the camel's back he was the last one and that incited what we're all seeing now and the one area that i've noticed different from this one in particular at least right now what i'm experiencing so i've had conversations with people who before i had conversations when kneeling took place all throughout the nfl and these were ex-veterans families and families and generations of vets who could not understand the kneeling why like that why like that not that way no matter how many times i would talk to them they didn't understand And then now since then, I've had three conversations where people have told me, I understand what Colin Kaepernick was doing now. Right. I get that. To think it took so much to get there is sad in and of itself. But finally now, the systemic racism that's been put on display for so long seems like there's more of a unified ear that is hearing it. Seems like there's more of a unified heart that feels for it. And there's more of a unified brain that understands it it's still not all the way there it's still not gonna go away yet but we are on i feel like the brink of bringing that change about
0: definitely and i hope that these conversations that make a lot of people uncomfortable continue to happen because Mm -hmm. i feel like that's the only way that you move forward and make those changes and Fix this system that is clearly broken. Yeah. So that being said, thank you guys for your input on that. Um, Let's move forward into this week's topic. Uh, We are going to continue with our breakdowns. We are going to move into the AFC South. We are going to start... With the Jags, we are going to continue in our breakdown fashion and go over key losses, key acquisitions, and then draft outcome. Um, I am actually going to start with Henry on key losses, but I would like to say married to a Jags fan from Jacksonville. I... When you got when we decided to go into this breakdown, I was like, ooh, I'm gonna ask my husband what he thinks. And I can't, I I wish I could explain to you guys his response because sadly it was so like mine when you guys asked me about the Redskins. (laughs) And I I was laughing at him and he was like, What's funny? Like, I'm serious. And I was like, No, 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 that is literally the response I had when they asked me about my team. And so when I asked him about what do you think your main issue is, believe it or not, he said, identity. Like, are we living the same (laughs) life right now with two different completely squads, but the same issues? Um, That being said, I am going to start with Henry. I would like to hear your key losses this offseason for the Jets.
3: Uh, key losses. I'm going to start with, of course, Calais Campbell, who was uh, sure. trading the Baltimore Ravens, uh, traded at, at that for only pretty much a fifth round pick. So you can't get mm-hmm. mad. At that. I don't know he's old, but the production is still very high for yeah. uh, for a pass rusher, for an interior pass rusher. Um, I'm gonna also go with uh, AJ Boye. You know they traded him to the different. Ah. What, what, did they say for a, for a seventh, right? It was it was a late pick. Yeah, I don't
2: know if it was a seventh. Yeah. I think it was it was like a mid. I think it was a mid a mid round pick. I don't think it was a seventh. It was a mid, It was a late pick though. Yeah, he,
3: pick. but he's still one of the upper echelons, uh, cornerbacks in the NFL. So great value for Denver, but uh, another key launch player for them. You know they they just lost Jalen and then they lose AJ. That was their top two corners. Uh for well, maybe the past three years, and both of them gone. And then, of course, I'll go with Nick Foles as well. They traded him to the Bears. I don't know. I mean, is it really a key loss? I'm not too sure. Only time right. we'll see how Gardner Minshew does. Going to be there, being a full-time starter. Uh, this year, they're not having that, you know, veteran backup, thinking that, you know, he might, you know, one mistake, he you know, he might be off the
2: right. field. That part right there.
3: Well, so that's very that's key. Mm-hmm. So, hope he, he'll he go into this year uh, with a free mind. Pretty, pretty much what the Ravens did with, with Joe Flacco. You know, as soon as the season was over, we traded Joe Flacco to the Broncos. because You know, it was LJ Lamar's job. So, but, uh, so, we'll see. I think those are some three key losses uh, that are going to be pretty hard to replace. But we'll see how they do when they go into the season.
2: Yeah, I got to agree with you, man. Um, I'm going to start with Nick Foles. I actually think it is a key loss for – a couple of reasons. For one, they lost a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? They invested a lot of money into him. 50 million guarantee for only, what, three, four games that he played. And to me, you know, and another thing you brought up a good you brought up a good point. You said that I believe you said that you said, you know, just in case something Gardner doesn't pan out to be. And that's that's my other point. Like, you know, we're not sure on Gardner. You know what I'm saying? Like some people really feel. That he's the the next QB. I haven't seen enough. I don't, you know, I, don't I mean, he and we played we played them last year. You know, and that was just an ugly game on both on with both teams. I didn't think he showed out. I didn't think we did anything either. So, uh, you know, I, I, so yeah. that that that's an important loss in my opinion. Because at any moment, if Gardner happens not to look that good, and Nick Foles is tearing it up over there in Chicago, like say he takes over Mitchell's spot, I think you got him starting right week one, uh, Henry. Uh, yeah, I believe one he, of y'all said. He, I believe he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, if he goes over there and he looks real good in Chicago, and then Gardner start messes up, you know, start starts to mess up, then you know we're gonna look at that being a bigger loss. So yeah, that one right there, Jalen Ramsey, obviously, you know, during the season, you know, um, and then, Calais Campbell, you know, who, you know, and it's crazy too. Like I don't, none of these players don't want didn't did not want to be there. You know, that's the crazy part with it because these players are being – they're being either let go. They're being traded for peanuts. They're not – you brought yeah, up A.J. Yeah. Bouye. He was a mid-round pick, you know. Um, And then some of the players that's still there, I, I don't expect them to be there too much, yeah, you know, remember, uh, too much remember, longer. Remember no, Yannick, Yannick – Yannick, Yannick is there. going – Yeah, Yannick don't – Remember, we were talking about it before the draft that there was a lot of rumors going around that it was a possible trade with him and the Raiders, you know, for us giving up one of our picks and whatnot. So, you know, they've been talking trades with him – um, where there's smoke, there's fire. I think eventually he's going to be out of there. You know, we know the situation with Leonard Floyd, you know, um, uh, not Leonard Floyd, uh, Fournette. you know what I'm saying? Uh, his situation too. So, you know, right now they it's a lot of key losses, and then it's players that's still there that I'm expecting to be gone pretty soon.
1: Right. Yeah, indeed. The Like you guys brought up, both of you guys, you said when these these guys that left, what they went away for – was almost like they just got whatever they could get just to get them out the door. Yep. Fourth-round pick for Boye, fifth-round pick for Campbell, and then for a comp pick for Foles. It's just I, – I don't I don't get why letting those guys go for what you got back in return. I don't understand how that's supposed to bolster you in any way. Right. But nonetheless, here they are cleaning house. That's the way they like to do it. Really I, nothing else to say on, on top. What's that, Brandy? I'm sorry. No worries. I
0: just, I just thought of something. But do you guys think – That I mean, because the Jags had what more than 25% of all grievances reported in the NFL. Do you guys think that yes, they clear house, but do you think that also those players just don't want to be there? Do you think I mean, like, because I I mean, I don't know. I I, sometimes when I think about this team, I'm like, is it one sided? Is it you know, both just get us out? Help?
3: Well, we know know for. At the end of the day, it starts up top. Right. Sure, yep. GM, you know, coach. It, it starts up top. And obviously, they're yeah. not doing stuff the right way. Jalen Ramsey been out on Twitter talking about how how much right. he hated it there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yana, I, Cornette, I, I,
2: Cornette's been talking about yeah, it,
3: Yana, he on Twitter talking, too. And then Yannick, he literally had a confrontation he with er- that one of the owners of the of the, of the team on Twitter too, so it's just like, yeah. The they're very, very they're very verbal. verbal. I never, so I've never seen that happen before. So obviously something ain't going going on that's being done the right way there. You know what I'm saying? So, it, but at the end of the day, like I said, it starts up top, and they they really gotta fix some stuff. Even when they had uh, what, what was the old Giants head coach? I was there. Tom Coughlin. Yeah, he, he was running stuff really bad. I remember I, remember I was hearing stories that. He was um pretty much like
2: he was running and he was running to the ground.
3: Yeah, pretty yeah. much mm-hmm. an, and I guess like there's players that uh was like hurt and he got mad that they couldn't play like yep. like damn, that's that's how you are doing your your, your players?
2: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like those players none of, nobody wants to be there and I think they know that. And that's why, you know, like we all mentioned, that's why some of these players and some of them didn't even speak up, but Calais probably didn't want to be there either, but I'm sure that he probably, you know, I mean, he didn't want to be there. He didn't he didn't speak out about it, but I'm sure he didn't want to be right, there, right. you know, and because look what they gave up for him. You know, he's worth more than a oh, you sure. said It was a fifth round. Fifth right? Round. Yeah. yeah. Come on now. You know, AJ, the same thing. Jalen, you know, he's always been a loud mouth. So, you know, he's going to speak up about it. So, you know, for has been the same thing. Yannick's been speaking up on it. So, you know, it, it, like Henry said, you know, for every team in any league, in any sport, it always starts at the top. Always. Definitely. So.
0: so then let's move forward to key acquisitions. Um, any pickups that you guys deem noteworthy for the Jacks?
3: The only two that really stick out to me is they signed Joe Schobert, middle linebacker that was for the Browns. I know he made the Pro Bowl, once want to say one time, uh, with Cleveland, and then uh, – DeQues Denard, the cornerback, that was for uh, Cincinnati. Those are the only ones really that st- the two that stood out to me. We just like I said, nobody wants to play for. them. So I mean, right. good, I mean, they got two solid, two formidable defensive players to sign with them. So um, those those are the only two that really stick out to me
2: yeah I agree I got a couple I mean but those ones are the the biggest ones for sure um they did pick up Tyler Eifert but he can't stay healthy for nothing I was gonna so say injuries for him yeah you know that, that's you know so I mean they picked him up we're gonna see what he do if he could stay healthy which that's a big if um Aaron Lynch had a solid season a couple years ago so we'll see last year he kind of went downhill we'll see what he do um but yeah Joe Scho- Schobert is definitely the, the biggest acquisition for sure
1: for them Yeah, absolutely. Those are the big splash ones. The only other two I want to mention, one of them, it's, I know you know Josiah, and I'm sure we all know, uh, Rashawn Melvin, who has now been on his seventh team in seven years. He's played for now, uh, he's played for your Ravens for a little bit, like half a season, Henry. Then he played with us after he was with Indianapolis. Like the guys just bounced around and around and around. And he'll probably be gone after another year with this team. Just Yo. thought it was man seven teams and seven years for this guy. He keeps getting one year deals, but right. the other one was Chris Thompson coming over from your Redskins. Randy, mm-hmm. he's he had that one season where he was actually used more than just the occasional scat back. For, health has been a big problem for him being able yep. to stay on the field, but that gives you at least a little bit of a break for if you're trying to not have Fournette be all downs everything everything guy. And then that's another guy who can went from your husband's team to now, or went from your team to your husband's team.
0: Right. So uh,
1: maybe be able to share in his pain a little bit.
0: A little bit. (laughs) So then uh, let's talk about the draft. Uh, What would you guys, what pickups did you like with the Jags? And then what grade overall, including the draft and free agency would you give them?
2: Um, I like. Go ahead. Go ahead Henry. You go ahead. All right. Um, I like what they did. You know, to keep it real, my you know. Well, let me get into the picks first, and I'll say my my overall thing. But C.J. Henderson, I liked. I like the corner. He, you know, he kind of grew on me because at first I just felt like you know he, and I think it's this thing with me with Florida Florida corners because I felt like, and Henry could vouch for me on this. I felt like. Bernard Hargraves was going to be like one of the best corners coming out, you know, and he went through a lot of injuries though. He went through a lot in Tampa we're going to touch on that, you know. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I like to pick up with CJ Henderson. He grew on me. I, I believe he's more of a better zone type of corner. Um, I don't think he's really all that in man to man. We'll see. Um, he's had his moments, but I think he's had better moments in, in zone coverage than man to man. So I like that pickup, you know, and obviously losing Jalen Ramsey. So, you know, you had to address that. And he was one of the better corners coming out. So, and his, his, uh, it's crazy. His stock started to really rise like late into, I think it was like the day before the draft. People started thinking, I started hearing that, oh, well, he might be better than Jeff Okuda. Now I know we didn't have it like that, but there was some media outlets that was really pushing that. So good pickup. Um, uh, K, K, uh, K, how you say his name? K. Leon Yeah. <laughs> K. Leon Chase on LSU. I like that pickup as well. You know, because you know, you're not sure what's going to happen with Yannick. You know, and and he's a, and it's crazy because I like him as a pass rusher. I feel like he got to get a little stronger, but he has a crazy bend. I think he's I think he's going to be pretty good for them. So I like that pickup. Labiska, Chanault out of Colorado. That's a really good pickup as well, and the value they got him for. And I think the only reason why he kind of fell off is because of his injuries. You know, but I, I think where they got him is pretty good. Pretty good value. Uh, Devon Hamilton, I had him in my top DTs. I think I had him probably like 10th or 9th, somewhere around there. I think he I think he would fit better as a nose tackle. They're going to have him at defense attack uh, over there in their 4-3. But I do like that pickup. They probably could have got him a little bit later, you know, because they they had three fourth-round picks. So they probably could have got him a little later, so that, a little slight reach. But nonetheless, that was a really good pick. Um and Colin Johnson out of Texas, I actually like him. You know, I it's crazy. Your boy, uh um well, I'm blanking out on the names, uh Amic. Amic, how you say his name? Robertson, the, the corner that we drafted. Joey. Yeah. yeah, his his tape versus Colin is pretty, pretty nice. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I felt like Colin Johnson was the underrated wide receiver coming out. I didn't have him into my top wide in, in my top ten or anything like that. Like if I had to do a top fifteen, he would have been there for sure. So I, I think that was a good value pick in the fifth round. Um, so overall, I, I like what they did. My biggest concern, and this is what I was going to touch on, is, you know, how are they going to treat these players? You know, because we're, we're, we talked about some of these other players that they drafted or picked up in free agency that they just shipped away. So, you know, my only thing is is how the front office is going to mold this, 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 these young players, this young roster. Um, how's the coaching staff, Doug, Doug Monroe, who's still there, how is he gonna pan out and coach these players up and whatnot? So it's a lot of question marks, but I do like what they did for the most part. I think, you know, I I, I would probably give them, I give them a B minus, I give them a B minus because I like the players they picked up. I'm just a little, you know, concerned as far as a career wise.
3: Yeah, they did a pretty solid job in the draft with C.J. Henderson and on. Chason. Chase Chason was probably one of the, he's a great leader. He was one of the leaders of that defensive LSU. Um, so I, I love the, that pick of LaVisca Chenault. They can use him pretty much how San Francisco uses Debo Samuels. Debo Samuels. Um, if you look at LaVisca Chenault, he uh, does a lot of reverses, does a lot of uh, pretty much just like a gadget player, but he is also a really solid receiver. Um, so I like those picks. Colin Johnson, you just saw you made up a great point. Uh, big, Big, tall receiver. Can use him in the red zone. Can use him in different areas for like key third down. So hopefully – you know they utilize him the right way. Those would be some right, key, right. key ways to use him. Uh, a sleeper pick that I actually liked for them was uh, the Jake Luton, the quarterback from uh, Oregon State. He's kind of sneaky athletic. He is. Yeah, accuracy is so so, but he's pretty sneaky athletic. If you get the, get that accuracy under control, I think they might they might have something. You never know. Um, so, but overall, great for me. I give them a C plus just because of all those key players we just talked about that they lost in free agency those are some big names those are some really key players for them some good veterans and it's hard to replace good veterans like that but they did do really solid in the draft so it's like you know it's a plus and a minus so I'm gonna give them a c plus
1: okay I'm probably I'm about the same too c plus range the draft was pretty good but off season wise they didn't replenish what they lost and it feels like remember when they were just in that. NFC title game or the AFC title game against the Patriots, and they were basically one play away from reaching the Super Bowl, beating the Patriots in the postseason. It feels like so many players from that defense and that team as a whole are just gone and not even a part of it. And it's crazy how those turnarounds can happen so shortly. But overall, no, pretty much agree with you guys in uh, in terms of how they did on their picks. Luton, I was I think as a sixth round guy, you could try to work with as well because being at Oregon State, Miller. Oregon D one guy always keep an eye on them, and underrated athleticism is really a good way to define him. Then beyond that, uh, I think I might have been the only one that had Ben Barch in my top ten lineman. I cannot remember if you guys did or not. I didn't have him, but yeah, that's not that's a that's a pretty pretty decent. I mean, it's what they got him in the fourth round. That's about right where I thought he'd kind of go. Anyway, but yeah, pretty solid draft, but. I don't see it being able to replace what they lost, like I said. And the other important thing, I guess, you could input for a key loss would be that Coughlin's no longer there as executive. I think it was he was VP of player operations, was his mm-hmm. specific role. Right. So he's gone. You get a fresh, mm-hmm. v- fresh voice in there at the leadership that could change things. But we'll see if Doug Marone is going to be able to communicate with and get the players at the pro level to buy in.
0: Right. Um, I think that's that's a good point. Definitely want to see what they are able to restart, I guess. Well, not restart, but rebuild with. Um, they definitely need some sort of change. So hopefully, for my husband's sake and my household, uh, <laughs> they can get a little bit together and win a few more games. Let's start with that. Let's move on to the Titans. Now, I want to ask, uh, Jay, what key losses did you want to discuss for the Titans?
2: Well, I got three, man. Uh, Jack Coughlin. You know, I felt like, you know, I, I know he had his serious injuries, so you know, maybe that's you know, maybe that's why they let him go. But I feel like that's a key loss. He was one of the better tackles in the league.
3: Mm-hmm. That was
2: one guy that I I've been high on since Michigan State, you know, Henry Cabalcher me on that one. You know, he's uh he's a real solid player and Browns came up on him. So that was that was a key loss. Marcus uh Mariota too, you know, again, you know, I, I talk about it on these podcasts all the time that it's it's always good to have that QB depth. You know now, obviously the money. You know that's probably where they look at had a resign. They they wanted Tannehill. They was probably unsure what they was gonna do with Brady because they were in the mix for that as well. So you know, Mariota probably just you know got tired of waiting or whatever it was and just shook. But I still feel like that's that's um that's a key loss and whatnot. And then Logan Ryan. You know uh, he he was solid in the backfield for them. So those are the top three losses that I have um from the Titans.
3: Yeah, to pick up where, where you left off, I think some other key losses. I think, uh, they, you know, they released Deion Lewis. I actually like Deion
2: Lewis. As a,
0: yeah. nice I did little, too.
3: Nice little cat back from, you know, he was on the Patriots, did his thing over there, then, you know, signed with the Titans uh, a couple of years ago. So I I, I think them losing him can, can probably hit him in a little different ways, but we'll see, you know, what the future holds. Also, you know, uh, Delaney Walker, he had been a veteran tight end for them. Right. Uh, yeah. For a while. A out of the P, out of my hometown. Yes, he from Pomona. So another great tight end. I know he's older, but he, you know, did. Is he still ride.
0: a free agent?
2: Still ideal. is. I think, think so, yeah. And
0: because I feel like that would be a decent veteran to China, pick bro, up. He, of he,
3: he's an older guy. I remember, he dealt with, he had a season injury, I want to say, about two years ago.
0: Oh, that's so he right. He old, right. He did. You're right.
3: Put all those variables into
0: it, mm-hmm.
3: um, and then also uh, uh, Ryan Suckup, their kicker. So he's there no longer. So I, I believe those are also some more uh, key losses that uh, they don't have. And Cameron Wake is Camera Wake as well too, but he
2: was hurt. So yeah, I was gonna bring him up, but right. that, yeah, the that injury is. You know.
1: right. Yeah, same as what you guys brought up. the The only other two would be Jarrell Casey going to Denver. Right. Mm-hmm. He was traded for a seventh rounder. Mostly mostly a lot of what I'm noticing with all these cuts, they're all cap casualties because they had to pay Ryan Tannehill what they paid right. him, right. because they had a decision to make on Derrick Henry. Yeah. Because you know, for various other reasons, they were just found themselves up against the cap for a lot of these guys. And Wesley Woodyard is the last one. He's just been there for so long. He kind of got pushed out of the depth charter, wasn't getting as many snaps. Once they were getting into the postseason, so I see that. But the one, the, the part about them, though, with between Logan Ryan, Cameron Wake, Delaney Walker, and Wesley Woodyard, all those dudes are still unsigned. They're sitting right. out their free agents yeah. right now, and especially the Logan Ryan one, with how many, one, teams, right. how often you're I'll playing go,
0: go in the somewhere.
1: I think he's still a free. Agent. I, I
0: don't. I think well, he's still agent. a free agent. Yeah,
2: I believe he's still a free agent too.
1: I thought he did, too. I was like, oh, he's gone. They lost him because uh, who was it? Was it Kenny Vaccaro was talking about the loss of him and how important and vital he was to to be in the locker room and how smart he was with the DB. You can play him on the outside. You can play him on the inside. He can play in man. He can play in zone. He can cover. He can tackle. Like, just to find a guy who's a jack-of-all-trades like that in the NFL and it can play in numerous systems is they don't come around very often. And yet he's still, as far as I can tell, he's still out there. I yeah. looked today to see if he was signed by anyone, and he's still, not that he's not that old either,
2: isn't he? What twenty nine or thirty? Was he just like early thirties or twenty nine somewhere yeah, like around he, there?
1: Yeah, he could at least get like I
0: don't think he's thirty yet.
1: May not be that old. He he could at least get a like we saw we saw Desmond Truffaut, who's around the same age I want to say, get three years twenty mil, and he doesn't play on the he doesn't play on the inside. He's strictly on the outside. Pretty good player still. But Logan Ryan just being out there chilling, all these teams playing nickel, just that one I don't understand. That's just just kind of baffling me a little bit. But those other ones, I can see kind of a reason why, but I also could see a team benefiting from signing one of those guys if the system is right.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you guys think that the whole COVID-19 thing is probably delaying these guys getting picked up?
2: yeah it's a, it's you playing a factor
0: you know because I mean it's it because the physical thinking, is different
2: right. right I mean them coming to the facility them having to do physicals and things right. like that you know that's definitely playing a factor as well and going I back to Logan so. Ryan yeah you know and going back to Logan Ryan I think that's kind of like a clowny situation you know it's it's the money you know now now he's going to put in a situation where he's not going to get as much money as he probably would have got if he just would have you know, depending on what team was off Because I think we were in the mix, too. We were in the mix late. So, you know, I think some of them early teams, sometimes these players, they wait so long thinking they're going to get this big deal somewhere, you know, and they end up losing money, you know. So mm-hmm. Logan Ryan, I think that's kind of like one of those those clowny situations where he might end up hurting himself.
0: So let's move forward to key acquisitions. Who did the Titans pick up this offseason that you guys think will truly be of help to
3: them. I really like... Oh, go ahead, Henry. They they re-signed Tannehill. Mm -hmm. I want to speak on that. Because does Tannehill get that contract without Derrick Henry? Hell no. no. We
0: discussed it plenty of times. None of us were sold on Tannehill, so... Exactly. So it
3: it still just gets me upset that he pretty much got a payday because of his running back, you know what I'm saying. So, it just I don't know. It just pisses me off. But you
1: know, I don't. know ahead. if the whole the whole like because he did he did do more to deserve it than we had seen before. Right, right. I would not. But I agree with you. I would not have gave him that money. And you're right in the sense that, and I agree in the sense that the Titans don't go as far as they did unless they had Derrick Henry doing what he did. So most always of,
3: it, most of the big plays from Tannehill came off play action. Their, play yeah. action don't work if the running game ain't working.
1: Right, right. They did mostly come off play action. And oh. on those, I, I just, like, because he's making this year, he's making 22.5. Next season, he's making $30 million. The oh, season man. after that, he's making $34 million. Mm. There is not a quarterback in the NFL today making $34 million in a season. Right now, this year, Dak's the highest one at, like, 33 or whatever it is. But yeah, it's pretty crazy.
3: So yeah, so you know, they, they re signed him, they put uh Derrick Henry on the franchise tag. Uh they did bring in Big Beasley over from Atlanta. Y'all know how I feel about him. I I always called him a one hit wonder so ever since he had that <laughs> year with the Falcons. I just I just never believed in him. I just didn't. So um, you know, those are the three ones that really stick to my mind.
2: Yeah, I got to agree, man. Uh, Obviously, you know, re-signing Ryan Tannehill, Henry brought up a good point. You know, it's crazy how they got that deal done with Ryan before they did Derrick Henry. I think the only thing is, is they look at it like, you know, running backs don't last long in the league. You know, Derrick Henry is their work, their workhorse. You know, they probably feel like he'll probably deteriorate as far as talent wise faster than a QB, which will probably happen the way they run them. You know, so, um, but it's crazy because he got the franchise tag and he's the one that's without, without Derrick Henry, like Henry said, there ain't, there there is no Ryan Tannehill as far as having the season that he had. I thought he did play better. He probably had his his best season last year, you know, but now we're going to see how he, we're going to see how he do with this big contract. We've seen QBs get big, big contracts like that and end up falling apart. You know, I also think too they had I think they had some of that money really saved up lined up for Tom Brady too. So, you know, I think they end up going obviously they end up going to a different different direction with that, but I think they had a plan to sign Tom Brady. But yeah, those are the those are the 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 big pickups right there, the re-signings and the franchise tag on Derrick Henry, Jonathan Joseph, although he's a lot older now, there was one point where he was really really solid. I thought that was a cool little pickup. He had a solid season last year. You know, for the most part, he's been kind of consistent. You know, he's missed some games here and there, but to the, the be playing where he's playing at the age he's playing thirty six, I think he's 36, right. 35, somewhere around there. Um, that's playing. a solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that. So you know, he's he's up there, but he's still he's still playing at a, at a cool level. Good, a, it'll be a good uh, to have a good vet back there in the locker room and still be able to get some PT. <laughs> Quick, quick question for you guys. You know, Josiah, you just made
3: me think of a question. You know, they said maybe they probably didn't want to sign Henry because, you know, he's a running back, you know, and maybe his run style or whatnot. But can't right. we say the same thing kind of about Tannehill with all the, the big injuries that he had with Miami?
2: Right. No, you can. Okay. That's why I said I remember okay. before I but, – But remember what I said. I said you made up a good point. Like, it's crazy how they signed him to that big contract and gave Henry the, the tag, which Henry's the one that was carrying that offense. So, Absolutely. no, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent. They could have went the other way, but we do. I'm one, one, one thing I will say is we've seen running backs go out faster than QBs, yeah, of course. and that's just of because yeah, right because obviously you know Derek QBs can get hit nowadays, right? right. right. QBs can get hit, you know. And Derrick Henry, we seen we seen how he's run, he's literally carrying that team, like that whole offense. He was really doing everything for that offense it's kind of similar to how McVay was using Todd Gurley at one point so you know that so we'll 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 see what happens but yeah no it could have went the other way because Tannehill's had some serious injuries too he's had an ACL he he tore his ACL was on a few years ago with Miami
1: yeah I I can't remember what playoff game it was in the postseason it was one of the ones the Titans won I can't remember if it was against the Patriots or if it was against you guys but Henry, but I, Tannehill, after I watched it a second time, so I was like, what is Ryan Tannehill really doing? And so I turned on the All-22, and this dude, Tannehill, in the second half, I want to say it was a Patriots game, the second half, he threw one pass it
3: was a Patriots beyond game. the line of scrimmage. Game. He had
1: one nine-yard pass on third down. That was all he had to do. And it's like you give this guy this type of money – For that, I just and it's only and you think about it it was only really half a season's worth of play and then two postseason games where Derrick Henry was going for over 150 in order to lead them to a win and the defense was playing well for the most part. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I wouldn't like I said, I wouldn't have gave him that money. Let me ask. Actually, this is made me think of something right now. Would you guys have either a franchise tagged Tannehill? And then extended Henry a little bit longer, or done yeah. it the way they did with with extending Tannehill, franchise tag Henry. Yeah, I would have did it the other way. The other way for
0: Absolutely. sure.
2: Yeah, but I, I like yeah. how you worded that. Yeah, I like how you worded that. You said franchise tag Tannehill and extend Derrick Henry for a couple more years. That's probably how I would have did it. Right. Just because the way they're running him, you know, I mean, he could end up falling apart in the next couple years, you know, so, yeah, I like how you worded that. And if it was if if I would have did it, it would have been the way you the way I just said I would did the opposite way. But I wouldn't I would not have gave Henry a huge deal or anything like that just because of how the offense is being ran.
1: Yeah, probably. I was thinking somewhere like two year, a three year deal. You have a team option at the end of the second year, something like that, maybe maybe something like that. Because, I mean, you guys know me. We all had our running back discussion, right? And right. With the way it's looking now, though, with the Titans, you think about it like this. That was Hen- Derrick Henry's best season, like, towards the end of Like, that was his best season he's put together that we just saw. He'd been in the NFL for several years and never had a year like that and was never really a back you were thinking about. Jeez, we got to stop Henry. We got to stop Henry. We got to stop Henry. We all knew his ability but he never put it all together for an entire year. And now with going into this next season, when you see Jack Conklin go to another team and then the offensive line gets worse, is that going to be able to change how his impact is going forward? And if so, we all know that's going to change Tannehill's impact going forward. So I think that's just kind of an interesting way to look at things to see how they play out in twenty twenty with certain things changing, but yet still having those two pieces who they kept in place. Right.
0: Interesting. So let's move to their draft. How do you um, guys think that they did give a grade of their overall? And I wanted to clear something up for just my own thoughts. Um, The Titans picked up Christian Fulton, right? Yeah. right. And it was second or third round
1: second
0: round okay um just i, I always his name always pops up because i i i don't know why i always remember his suspension um you do, i do. think it's i think it's because he was so talented and it was just like gosh what are you doing like right. you have all the talent what's happening but it was a it was good to see him get picked up cuz i think he has a lot to give and i hope that he does the right thing so we can see what he can bring to the league for sure. He's one of those cornerbacks that I was excited about seeing in the league at some point. So who else do you guys think was a um, good draft pick? And give me your overall grade for them.
2: I felt like they draft was cool, man. I think that was my favorite pickup right there. You know, Christian Fulton. I was higher on him than I think, you know, Henry and uh and then Jordan. I don't. I had him. I, I believe I had him in my top five. So you know, I really like his aggressive style. You know, he just gotta he got to stay cool. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's that's gonna be the most important part. But I like his aggressive style. I thought he played solid versus Bama. Um, he had some plays where he didn't look all of that, but at the same time, he had some plays where he was, you know, right there. With with rugs and 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 Jerry and them, so I, I like the play, uh, but he just needs to he just needs to stay cool. Um, Isaiah Wilson, you know, he's a he's a solid tackle, you know, and that that was in response to losing Jack Coughlin right there, you know. So um, I think I had Isaiah Wilson probably in probably seventh somewhere around there in my top tackles, or maybe eighth. So uh, he he's he's a solid he's a solid tackle. They got him from Georgia. So we'll see how he does, how he do. But I felt like they did pretty solid, man. It's, it's you know, those are my top two, you know, my favorite picks from the draft. And overall, I give them, I, I give the same kind of like the last team, man. I give them a B minus, you know, because they, I thought the contracts like we just spoke on were, you know, should have been the opposite. They still maintain their, their, their top two players, you know, and that's Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. So, um, and then you know they address some of the some of the the, the losses in the draft, you know, and with the corner because I, obviously we don't know what's going to happen with, with with Logan, and then who the guy just mentioned Isaiah Wilson. So I felt like they did a solid job, you know, and they'll be back they'll they'll be back in the playoffs. I got them making the playoffs, so you know I, I thought they did a solid job. So B minus for me.
3: Yeah, Isaiah Wilson was a pretty good uh, pickup for them. Uh, I don't like his pass protection, but obviously we pretty much know that they're going to be running the ball more yeah. likely than passing the ball. I'll say maybe what sixty-five percent running the ball. So I mean that's is good. It was good for them for what they're trying to do on offense. So Isaiah Wilson was a good pick. Christian Fulton, uh, another good pick. A lot of people had him going in the first round. I didn't think he was a first round corner, um, so he did go in in the second round. Uh, and then the the quarterback from Hawaii, uh, Cole McDonald, is really uh, <laughs> I thought he was an interesting player. He, you know, he put it, put up some pretty good numbers for quarterback at Hawaii, so I'm not gonna knock him down for that. So we'll see how he does, you know, at camp and and, and in preseason. So we'll see how that goes. It's Overall, great. I'll, I'll have to agree with Josiah, I'll give it a B minus as well because just because that. You know, we always talk about, you know, I'm not mad at them resigning Tannehill. It's the mm-hmm. money that they gave him. That's that's my issue. Right. Of course, you know, if you think he's your guy, cool, he's your guy. But Jesus, just, just like what Jordan was saying, he pretty much played half the season. And then, look, if you see his numbers from the playoff, they're not spectacular at all. So it's like, okay, you, you, you're giving him all this money, but is he worth it? I don't think so. So that's, that's my issue with that.
1: Yeah. I'd agree. The same with I thought that Darrington Evans at App State, who they took in the third round to be their scat back to replace the loss of Damian Williams. Did you got or Deion Lewis? Excuse me. Did you guys have him in your top ten anywhere? I, right I'm, backs I'm not
3: too I sure. I'll I go back and check. I, I, just,
1: I might have. I want to say I didn't either. I remember. I remember watching him. Some he didn't like stand out or pop anything crazy, but they I, got him I, in the third round.
3: number nine on my list
1: okay okay and then yeah Fulton Fulton in this I Fulton is 61st overall that's a solid one I remember you're right Josiah me and Henry were lower on him than you were and right. and but to get him where they did I think that's that's a good value because I figured right. that someone was going to snatch him up in the first round And just like you said Henry Isaiah Wilson being the road grader I wouldn't have took him in the first round just in a vacuum. I thought there were still a couple of tackles on the board better. But if you're gonna run as much as they are, that makes more sense because he is that road grader. So overall for the off season, I gotta give him gotta give him probably a B minus C plus in that range. Okay. Yeah, B minus C plus.
0: Good. You guys were all around the same grade on that one. Let's move forward to our next team, the Colts. I would like Jordan to get us started off on this team and their key losses.
1: They only have a couple of guys, a few guys I wrote down, Eric Ebron being the noticeable one. Right. Went to the Steelers on a two-year deal. And it's we've talked about him before on the show, like what Eric Ebron is it going to be. Is the one we saw in college, the one we know has all this talent? Is it the guy we saw season before last? Is it the guy from last year? Nonetheless, though, he, they, they like to run a lot of the two tight end sets over there. And losing him it, to be able to have another guy with Doyle, that's, that's going to be able to have some tweaking to do to try to get back on track doing what they like to do a lot. The other guy I wrote down was Pierre Desir, who has flashed, it seems, against the better receivers he doesn't lock anyone down but i remember when he'd play against hopkins he'd play well against hopkins he'd get physical with hopkins and it, he wasn't just a pushover for deandre but then you get the other guys who maybe specialize in separating and his performance wasn't as good but nonetheless he's been there for a little bit and been, been fairly solid the other one they lost is joe hegg who's been their swing tackle uh for a yeah. little bit but
0: mm-hmm. nonetheless
1: they still have anthony costanzo and braden smith who Are both very good tackles just to be able when Haig came in and replaced whichever either one of them. I think he only had a couple of games or so in, in his underneath his belt, but whenever he came in, he played well himself. So, him going to Tampa, they may have got a good guy, but to have depth in that offensive lineman, we all know how important and how valuable it is, especially as strong as that Colts line is. So, those are really the only losses that I that I even put down.
2: Yeah, uh, the losses, the only losses I really. I mean, Joe Hay, but Eric Ebron being the 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 biggest loss, you know, but with how Doyle played, I thought Doyle did, you know, pretty solid last year, you right. know, and he made the Pro Bowl. Um he didn't have a whole bunch of crazy numbers or anything like that. I think he only had like four touchdowns and 400 and some yards, but Eric is just so inconsistent. You know, that that's that's my whole that's thing fair. with him. You know, he looked terrible versus us. There was so many there was so many drops that he had in our game where if he would have made some of those those passes they probably would have they probably would have won that game
1: right so yeah.
2: you know he's really inconsistent and, and like you just said you can you know, which one you are you going to get the one in college you're going to get the one that played solid the year before when he was playing for Indianapolis or you're going to get the one from Detroit, you know. So, and when he was in Detroit, he was he was terrible. I told Henry from Henry was high on him coming out, you know. I didn't I didn't I didn't like him coming out of college. He didn't he looked terrible over there in Detroit, you know. But like Henry said, you know that that franchise sometimes they can the Can't count Detroit years. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting him because you know I didn't like him in college, so you know I can easily I can easily just count it just because I didn't care for him coming out. But he <laughs> he but with that being said though. He looked solid in that one year versus Indianapolis. That that the not last year, the year before, but yeah. So that's the only real loss. I mean, you know, they also lost Devin Funchess. I mean, but come on, man, he ain't. He's yeah, you know, he's terrible. So basically, yeah, man. He so said Eric Ebron being Eric Ebron being the, <laughs> Ebron being the, the biggest one.
3: Yeah, of course, Eric Ebron, the one I'm going to mention the most. You know, the year, like you said, the year before, he did make the Pro Bowl with the Colts. Uh, Pierre year also a, a solid corner. Now, you know, of course, just like Jordan said, he ain't going to shut down nobody. But he will do his job to a certain extent. Uh, those are really the ones that you just really think about. Um, I honestly think it was a key loss that they traded a first-round pick to, to the Niners. But, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. But those, those would be the key losses I would bring up. Right. Yeah.
0: So key acquisitions now and don't all rush to say Philip Rivers. <laughs> I know you guys were just waiting to say his name. Who did they pick up that you guys think will make a difference in Indianapolis? Oh I'm, I'm gonna say
3: Xavier Rose, he'll go over there and shut some stuff down, man. I'ma go Xavier <sighs> Rhodes. He uh big up. <laughs> He probably going to still get cooked, just like how he was getting cooked in Minnesota Made make that money. <laughs> just decided to stop caring. I don't understand it. But... <laughs> And then kind fill of Philip Rivers over from San Diego, we had the conversation how I don't know he's an old guy, he's
2: just, right, right, he like right. He
3: probably just throwing interceptions just to throw him so he didn't feel it, so he can just go sit out on the bench and drink some Gatorade or something and, <laughs> and,
2: and, and talk, you know, yeah, and talk to, 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 to his teammates. Man, <laughs> he the
3: picks. He just didn't feel like being on the field right at the time. But those those would be the key uh, acquisitions. They really didn't have much. And then of course we like I just said they did make that trade for DeForest Buckner, I wouldn't, right. I wouldn't have done it. But, you know, I guess they, they see something. I would have kept that 13 overall pick and t- took a young pass rusher. They could, or they tackle could have or did
2: what the Niners did.
3: Exactly. Whatever. I don't know. I didn't agree with this. So.
2: Yeah, I okay. got to agree. Oh, oh go ahead, Ariel.
3: Yeah, no, that was it. Those would be the ones.
2: Yeah, I got to agree. You know, DeForest Buckner, I wouldn't have gave up no first. I just hate giving up picks in general, you know, for my team. And when I see it, that player got to – I mean, it it has to be a player that's going to come in and really lead your team to wins instantly. Yeah. I'm not saying DeForest – Right. You know, and I'm not saying DeForest can't do – I was high on DeForest coming out of college. I like what he did over there in San Francisco. I just thought, like, it was a little bit too rich, you know, – so that, but they picked him up. That was a key acquisition. Uh, Xavier Rhodes. You know, he fell off so quick. I think we were talking about it last week or a couple of weeks ago. We was talking about how fast he fell off. He fell off so fast that you know he could he could have a ba- a bounce back season. We'll see. It just was so terrible last year. You know, it's almost you know TJ Carey. They pick, they picked up TJ Carey. You yeah. know, me and Jordan know about him. You know, playing his you know Oakland days, he mess around and have a better season than Xavier Rhodes. So. You know, that that's how that's how iffy it is with with Rhodes. But though they picked up those those players. And then obviously Phillip Rivers. We talked about him a lot. I know I didn't like the move. I talked about it. I just don't think I just think he's finished. You know, he he threw a lot of picks. We talked about mm-hmm. the offensive line. You know, Felipe brought up a good point and and talked about, well, you know, he did get hit a lot and that can cause interceptions. I agree. We seen it in our game. We brought that up. And he has one of the. He's going to be playing with one of the better, you know, offensive lines in the league. You know, a, a, a top team. I think they were ranked tenth as as far as fewest and sacks. They were ranked seventh as far as in the run game. So he has a top O line. You know, they they brought back uh, Anthony Castanzo. We talked about him. He hasn't missed a game. Started every game. Played every game. Right. So and he's not too old. He's only early thirties. Think I think like thirty or thirty one. So, you know, they, they did a pretty good job, I thought, bringing him back, you know, and all the other players they picked up, really chance players outside of the forest I think the DeForest might make the biggest impact, to be honest with you. Um, Phillip Rivers, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, he has, for the, for the Phillip Rivers fans out there, anybody that feel like he's still got it, this is the perfect opportunity. He's with a good head coach. They're going to have a solid running game. They have a really good O-line. They added some, some offensive pieces. So we'll we'll see we'll see what they do, but those are definitely the 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 um, biggest acquisitions.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, same as you guys already mentioned the and the thing too with T.J. Carey Josiah, just like you said when we were talking about, I think it was when we were doing the the Browns one. We were talking about the Browns is that the, right. the money they gave him was like <laughs> a four year thirty six million dollar deal. He's right. just he's a, he's a solid corner, especially because we got him in the seventh round that year. Yeah, that's why. And, now he's going to the Colts at just one year, one million. Yeah. That's, that's, that's better suited for what his speed is as far as the player goes. And what about, about Xavier Rhodes and about Phillip Rivers, it's, so, it's ironic because both of those guys seem to like hit that wall and then fall off the cliff with how mm-hmm. that production was. And I feel bad for Malik Hooker because, because Xavier Rhodes is going to get cooked and turn around and point to Hooker, like, bro, what you doing? Right, and right. Hooker's like, what you mean? What am I doing? Why are you getting scorched? Why are you getting toasted? So yeah. that's what he just continued to do when he was in Minnesota. So people don't think that it was his fault. But we're going to probably see more of that unless, like we said, he bounces back. But man, that, that, he just looked like a different guy last year. He just like a different guy. Just like I, I didn't know who I was watching, but really nothing else in the way of the ads. I like Buckner as well, but. I don't give that kind of money to an interior defensive lineman. I just don't, unless his name's Aaron Donald. You know, I just sit. Right.
0: So draft-wise, who do you guys like that they picked up, and what overall grade do you guys give them this offseason?
2: I like what they did in the draft. You know, they didn't have their first pick until the, 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 the 34th pick in the second round with Michael Pittman. I did have Mims, Denzel Mims over Michael Pittman um frank and them the head coach they probably looked at those drops that denzel had so maybe that's why michael went ahead of denzel plus i'm an sc guy so you know i'm a little biased on that so you know i like that pick i felt like that's a solid way and he's big you know philip rivers know how to utilize those big wide receivers so he does matter of fact any wide receiver he's pretty that's one thing i will give to philip rivers he's one of those qbs a lot of them they're not a lot out there's not a lot of them out there, but he knows how to make his wide receivers better. You know, if he could s- t- just stop throwing these interceptions, then, you know, uh, Michael Pittman could, could mess around and have a Pro Bowl season. So I like that pick. Jonathan Taylor, I, I like that pick. You know, that's a, uh, he's a running back that could do it all. He can catch in the backfield. He, he could be your your, your, your workhorse. Um, you know, he's going to take pressure off Philip Rivers. So I I like that pickup. Another sleeper pick, well, I don't know if it's – it might be a sleeper to some other people, but Jacob Easton. I was higher on him than most. I think I had him probably like sixth, seventh as far as QBs. He has happy feet, so he kind of got to settle down a little bit. But I think all the stuff that he's been through as far as, you know, being in Ohio, uh, um, Ohio, Georgia, losing the from, then going to Washington – I just felt like, you know, he's been through a lot, and he, he he played pretty pretty solid over there in Washington. So he's playing with a chip on his shoulder, and he's playing under – he's going to be playing under Phillip Rivers, who outside of the interceptions, again, has been one of the better quarterbacks in the league. So he has a good mentor in him. So I, I, like, I like what they did. Julian Blackman, he's pretty solid, you know, out of Utah. I think I had him in my top – probably 10th. If not, I probably either tenth or eleventh, somewhere around there. You know, I was debating to put him up there, but he might be in my bottom safety. I got to go back and look. But I thought that was a good pickup. They probably could have got him a little bit later, but you know, that's so too it. yeah. Yeah, they could have got him a little bit later, but you know, that's nick picking. Other than that, I like what they did, man. They added some solid players, so you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see what they do overall. I like what they do. I like what they did. I give him a I give him a B. I give him a B. I give him a. Matter of fact, actually, I'll give him a B plus. i give him yeah. a B plus because although they the contract is out of whack with DeForest Buckner and they gave up the first round pick. I still like that move. Xavier Rose, they're gonna give him another chance. We're gonna see what he do. They re-signed one of the better tackles in the league. They brought in their QB and Philip, their QB and Phillip Rivers. I think he what he's getting twenty five million a year, so he's probably gonna start. And they still got, uh, um, Jacoby. Isn't he still there? Yeah. He's still there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. I, I didn't think he would still be there, but he's still there. So, you know, they they got good depth in the in the in the in the, um, the QB room. And then the picks that they picked up, I like I like some of those early picks. So yeah, I give him a, I give him a B plus.
3: Yeah, the Colts did a pretty solid job in the draft with Henry Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Julian Blackman, and Jacob Easton, the ones that you really think about the most. You think about kind of Jacob Beeson's kinda of like Philip Rivers a, a big guy, of course not mobile, uh, can throw the can throw the ball really good down the field. His 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 intermediate uh accuracy is not too too great, but it isn't he he can make some good passes. Right. Strong arm too, really strong arm. Right. Um, so I think that was a really good picker for them. It, it kind of seemed like maybe the writers on the wall for Jacoby, that maybe they know that he's not the guy that they want to go forward with. And Jacob Beeson, like I said, he, he's pretty much like Philip Riverskin, so he can really learn um, from a veteran, from a guy that's been in the league for a very long time. Right. You know, see how you watch film, et cetera, mm-hmm. things like that. So I think that was a good, uh, good draft pick for them. And I also like the, the the Rob Wintzer pick the, from uh, Penn State. I was watching a lot. I saw him a lot because I was watching a lot of, of gross Rosmato's film. And he kind of stood out. He has a, a, a pretty good first step. If he can just um, play 100% every single play, I think they might have found something there. So, overall, I give them I give them a B minus just because, like I said, I didn't like that first round pick, uh, them trading that away. I, I really felt like they should have kept that. Um, and then the, the Phillip Rivers, that's just I don't know, it's just real. It's it, it's it's questionable because we just saw what he did with the Chargers. And you know, but they, like you guys made up a good point. Their Chargers O-line isn't too great, and the Colts O-line is great. So we'll we'll see if that if that's what's gonna be the biggest difference. So maybe Phillip Rivers can stop throwing all those interceptions, but that's a big question.
1: Right. Yeah. Same with you guys. I probably um, B, B minus, I would say B minus and mostly for the same reasons. I don't do the first round pick for Buckner and then give the interior lineman that much money. And then Philip Rivers right now, he's going into this season as the fifth highest paid quarterback in terms of cap hit in 2020. Right. And if they can, if they can shake the rust off of him and get him back to the guy that we've known, because like you said, Josiah, he's made so many different receivers better, whether it's big guys or whether it's little guys or unheard of dudes. Before like he did that one season where he was getting top, he was getting solid production, like from what was his name? Sayi Ajira Tutu. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. Like, Who is this guy? But Philip Rivers didn't matter. He had no other receivers, had to make it work with him. And he's always seemed to do that, mostly except for any year apart from last year. Right, so right. We'll yeah. See, yeah. We'll see if they can shake the rust on Rivers and Rhodes. It's one year it's a one year deal for Rivers. It's a one year deal for Jacoby Brissett. So if in 2021, they want to move on from either of those guys or retain one of them to give them, I don't know, if you want to extend Jacoby for however long or if you want to try to run it back one more year with Rivers if they do get him to turn it around, or if you just want to cut ties on both guys and write out a quarterback on a rookie deal in Eason, you can do that. So they have options going forward with this quarterback room. And the picks that they did take, I did like. I also had... Mims higher than Michael Pittman Jr., but Rivers has made it work with big jump ball receivers, and right, Pittman right. was the best jump ball receiver that yeah. we had in this draft. Yeah. Maybe not the best receiver, but he did that that much better than any of the other dudes in the entire class. So B minus for me, B minus to C plus as well.
0: Okay, let's move on, guys. Texans, we are going to start off with key losses i need you guys and i'm gonna start off with jay but i need you to explain to me because i still cannot comprehend it what goes on in your head to get rid of a receiver like Hopkins? it's
2: just that
1: liquor <laughs> something you know what i'm saying well, smoking like, the wrong hey look I,
2: smoking the wrong stuff on that space dust whatever it is
0: i i <laughs> i felt right? like by now i feel like by now when we got to this division i might have had a little bit of but can anybody here make it make sense to me because it still is I'm,
2: it doesn't make i sense.
0: might need some of whatever that they were smoking
2: It doesn't make sense. And that's the thing right there. Like I said, I don't know what what he was on. Or it's just a simple fact that what I've talked about, you know, head coaches, a lot of these head coaches shouldn't be GMs. They shouldn't be making the moves. I mean, you see it right here. They gave up DeAndre Hopkins, the best wide receiver in the league, in my opinion, Um, just period. You know, route running, he could do it all. He can catch. He can high jump the ball. It's not one thing he can't do, and Watson is still a young QB in this league. You know, I mean, he's 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 making yes. a, he's making a name for himself, but you don't want to take away his best weapon. You know, so why? And I heard, and I heard Hopkins was getting into it with him, or it was, or vice versa. He wasn't really getting along with with O'Brien. You know, so I don't know. But at the end of the day, you need to make that work. You know, and that's a, still a good team. Like they have solid pieces over there. It's not like. The rebuilding or retooling or anything like that, you know, they add a couple more players, they they back in the mix. So I mm-hmm. didn't understand that move. He just shouldn't be. He shouldn't be a GM. It's that simple, you know. A lot of these head coaches, they feel like because they and he didn't even really he hasn't even done anything. That's the crazy thing. He only won what one playoff game, two playoff games, and he just did that recently. So it's crazy, man. I mean, he shouldn't be in that position. That's the key loss. Um, Carlos Hyde. I actually like Carlos Hyde. I feel like he's. I one do of those too. Tough. He's a bruiser, man. He's not mm-hmm. as big, but he plays like a bruiser. They use him like a bruiser, and he has no complaints. He's a really solid runner. DJ Reader, I think we talked about him last week or a couple weeks ago. You know that's that's a that's a a key loss and whatnot. You know, but they did replace him, so we're gonna see. We're gonna talk about that in a minute. But yeah, those are the the, the key losses that I have from them.
3: <laughs> yeah, of course we're gonna talk about DeAndre Hopkins. This. To this day, it still doesn't make no sense, but all I got to say is I'm happy I'm not a Texans fan, and I ain't got to worry about
0: it. <laughs> Fats.
3: Yeah. Man, I, don't, I know when they, when they first got it, I know Texans fans was outraged. How can you not be? He's, just like I said, the best receiver in the NFL. Um, of course, then the DJ Reader, we all talked about him. We think he's really good uh, in the trenches up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so trench play is so vital for any defense. So for him to just go off—that's another one. Then Carlos Hyde, of course, not being there—he he was a Bruiser, and I think that – didn't they lose Lamar Miller as well. Isn't he gone? Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. And that was their, their fast back. So, they, but but hey, they got David.
2: They Johnson. got David Johnson. Hey, I was just <laughs> say that. they got David Johnson.
3: Johnson. <laughs> got David. Like, that kind of so, hey, yeah, they they got the answer. <laughs> so, who Rob Bill O'Brien? Who <laughs> Rob Bill O'Brien? You know exactly what he's doing. But yeah, those to be the
1: key loss, of course, you'll talk about. Yeah. Yeah, uh, key losses. Probably some some fans in there. They lost with this uh <laughs> this, this offseason move they did with Hopkins. Then and then pretty much who else? They lost, like we had talked about Jonathan Joseph going to right. going to the Titans. And along with Deshaun Gibson, who was one of their safeties, that secondary was very depleted last year and they were picking up free agents left and right trying to make sense yeah. of it and you lost those two guys who have been at least starters before and have had good seasons that are probably the, their better seasons are probably behind them at this point mm. but that DeAndre Hopkins loss I don't and that trade that you did I don't know how that could be explained like you said Brandy trying to make sense of it or at least play devil's advocate there's just no way around it just a yeah. space dust, bro. They was on, he was on that space dust, that beer,
2: <laughs> that IPA. Oh, <laughs> come IPA. on. I, 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 IPAs I, on that.
0: I have this. Tell me which IPA. one it is because I inhabited an IPA like that.
2: The space
1: dust, whatever that is. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> that's <laughs> what happens when you drink Coors Light, man. Uh, <laughs>
0: that's what happens when like. Gosh, I just. Anyways, let's move on. Key acquisitions in the off season. Who do you guys have there that are noteworthy?
2: I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say my guy, man, Vernon Vernon Hargraves. Uh He's one of the. He's not the biggest key acquisition, but you know, Randall Cobb, Brandon Cooks, those are the bigger names. But right. Vernon, I didn't feel like really got the the. I don't know. I mean, he was hurt. You know, last year the Buccaneers, and I feel like the Buccaneers has ran pretty solidly. You know, I like I like the coaching staff over there. I like what they're doing. But for whatever reason, they just kind of gave up on Vernon, and it didn't make sense because they gave him that extension. You know, they picked up the option, and he started for nine games. He looked good week one. You know, he ended up getting a pick six versus Jimmy. You know, he, was, he had some of his best games and, and tackles and whatnot. You know, and he played now He started nine games. You know, and then all of a sudden, you know, they waived him. So I don't know if he got into. I don't remember hearing that he got into it with Bruce Aarons or Todd uh, uh, Bowles, the uh, defensive coordinator. I I don't know, but they they end up giving up on him. So he went to he went to Houston. He did solid. He did he did. I mean, you know, trying to learn the scheme is different over there. So you know, we're going to see how you know we're going to see how he is in the second year. You know, signed another one year deal. And obviously Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb had a solid season last year. We're going to see how that. Obviously, he's not going to replace DeAndre Hopkins. But, yeah. you know, they 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 give Watson a weapon, you know, and then Brandon Cooks, who's been kind of he's kind of like an underrated wide receiver. You know, he's got the speed, he's he's a smaller wide receiver, but he he gets the job done. So so yeah, those are the uh the biggest ones. Obviously, David Johnson that we brought up. You know, they, they. I'm. I'm assuming they're going to be using him. You know, so. <laughs> 11 million. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, those are the key acquisitions. Uh,
3: a, a, an interesting one was Timmy Jernigan, but on his Instagram, yeah. mm. Ray, he, he announced that the deal fell through; that he's not signing with the Texans no more. So.
2: <laughs> is, uh, because maybe, of
3: O'Brien. <laughs> maybe, maybe his grandma talked him out of it or something. He's <laughs> do ain't it? Um, but yeah, another cute uh, acquisition you would bring up would be, of course, the Randall Cobb, Brandon Cooks. It's like you're bringing in these, these receivers, but that's <laughs> fine, what you did, right? Knowing it ain't, knowing damn well, it ain't going to be close to equal to what DeAndre Hopkins is going to bring on the table. Uh-huh. So, I don't know, it's, it still just makes no sense. David Johnson, I mean, you want to pay a running back that's can, like how many games did he played the last two years it seemed like it only been like four or five it like i told
2: you ever since he got that hit ever since carl joseph laid that hit on him preseason he has not been the same yeah
3: so he, i mean you want to go ahead and pay him go ahead and pay him i mean that's y'all money y'all do what y'all want with it it don't make no sense to me but yeah so those would be the ones that of course that stick out to me
1: yeah the same ones you guys said the uh, David Johnson deal. It's, can we even call it a key ad? It's, it's part of a contract. Got to, it's part of that, part of that I mean, contract is what they, it's what he's a player. They added, however, you know, but 11, <laughs> 11.1 this year, 9 million this year. And I said this when we were talking about the trade, when it happened, the, the separation in both of their contracts, Deandre Hopkins and David Johnson is basically like $2 million a year. One dude is a perennial all pro. The other guy, we can't even remember how many games he recently played and only know that he was good for one season. So, but then just yeah, pretty much like you guys said, nothing else that's going to move the needle any further than the guy that you let go out the door. And got to be, got to be bad to be a Texan fan, man. Just got to be bad, right?
0: For sure. So let's move to the draft picks that they made. Um, give me your thoughts on those and also your grade for their overall offseason.
3: Uh, Ross Blacklock, pretty good D tackle out of TCU. Uh, they chose him with their first pick was well, pick number 40 in the in, in the second round. Um, right. Pretty good D tackle. I had him in my top five. Uh, I know some people had him mocked going in the first round. I didn't. Have him as a first round talent, right? Right. Uh, he does bring some more depth to that D line. Uh, play next to play next to JJ Watt, uh, John, J- Jonathan Jonathan from uh, Florida, another solid player. I think he has a good motor, uh, right? Just one of those players. Like I said, if he can just learn how to bring that motor and be 100 percent every single play, if he didn't know how to do that every single play, he would have been a first round pick because he can he really can show show some flashes if you. If you watch his tape, yeah, um, they really didn't have a lot of picks, of course, because they've been trading away and doing. They only drafted five players. Um, so my overall grade for for what the Houston Texans done this offseason, I'm giving them a D.
2: Yeah, no apologies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, they didn't have many picks, man. Ross Black Blacklock was definitely their best pick. You know, I, I I liked. I had him. I believe I had him fourth. Somewhere around there, I had him fourth or fifth. He's pretty solid. It is interesting though, because he played defensive tackle over there, and he's going to be playing defensive end. At least that's how they have him. You know, I believe they they run that that three four over there. So we're going to see how that works. Um, you know, but I do like his his push. He has a real. I think I think you just said it. Him. He has a really good get off. He causes a lot of double teams. Yeah. You know, um, he he jumps off the screen when you watch his tape. He jumps off the screen. So I I like that pickup. Uh, Jonathan Green uh, Greenard, I, I liked him a lot too. You know, I, I might have been a little bit higher on him than you guys were. I, I had him, I had him in my top four, I believe, it's pass rushing. So I, I really like what they're going to do. They do have my outside linebacker. I believe he could play both. You know, I he played more defensive end, but you know, we're going to see how how that worked. But yeah, I, I like that pick too. They didn't have many picks. They like Henry said they traded away those picks, but. They didn't really they they didn't address they addressed the, the loss, but they couldn't really address the loss, if that makes sense. They 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 got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously he was the best wide he's the best wide receiver in the league, and they replaced him with two other wide receivers that's not even top ten, but they're enough for watching at this moment until they find that other real that real stud. Right, but you know, and then Carlos Hyde, I I think that's a that's a big loss. DJ Reader, like I just talked about, although they lost him, I really like to pick up with with Ross Blacklock. So, but I don't like what 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 O'Brien is doing, man. So I'm gonna go ahead and give them a D myself. No apologies for me. It, they didn't have a good offseason. If it, if it wasn't for the QB that they have and some of the talented players that they have they probably wouldn't even be – they probably wouldn't be playoff contenders. I still think they're going to be a playoff contender because they still have talent over there. But, yeah, no, nah, it's, it's a D for sure.
1: I give them an F. I give them an F. That trade is too inexcusable. And it just that's, – that's the primary reason why. It's one of the worst trades, like, in recent memory that I can remember – Honestly, to it's worse than when we let go of Khalil. That hurt Josiah when we right, did. Right, we right. got a boatload of picks. We didn't then assume the contract that's way too high for a guy that hasn't had proven production on the on the other end of it. Right. and then we got the boatload. Like we really tried to make the turnaround and and use and basically got a lot in return over several years. Right, All they got right. in return for several years is more <laughs> cap for a for a running back that's hurt. So right. I got to go with, with an F. I agree. Ross Blacklock, Jonathan Gennard, good picks to continue to add to that defensive line because we don't know how much JJ Watt can be relied on at wow. this point with all the injuries he's had. So, so and they had to also replace the loss of Reader, like we talked about. So, but that trade, I got to give him an F.
0: I would agree with all of those because that i still i just mm. i can't i there's just no way to justify the decisions that they made at all um and obviously i would know about poor decisions <laughs> 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 so as a as a fan of a team that makes poor decisions huh um what are there any other Things you guys would like to say about this division before we close out?
2: Uh, Titans, yeah, we, we covered it. Titans will win the division, you know. I think Texans will come in second place, you know. Okay. And, and and with the new add-on with the playoffs, the extra team can make the playoffs now, or whatever. I think that's that's where my that's where I think the Texans will, might get one of those one of those spots because Watson is a dog, so you know and they still got pieces over there. So. That's what I'm saying. They still got
0: pieces over there. So That's our show. Be sure to email us with your questions, comments, and statements. CoverZeroPodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to like us by supporting our Facebook page. You can find us at Specialized Sports Analysis Worldwide. And if you want more exclusive content, feel free by clicking join when you want into the SSAW family by typing in Specialized Sports Analysis Worldwide group. See you next week.